Hello everyone, welcome to the I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast. I'm your host, Dan Scotland. If you're currently a medical marijuana patient and want to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at IamCannabisSativa at gmail.com. Feel free to hit me up on Instagram at IamCannabisSativa. Feel free to check out our official Twitter account at Pod. You can also find and subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor FM, Overcast, Radio Public, TuneIn, Stitcher, and the Google Play Music Store. Please rate and review us on iTunes, as rating and reviewing us will bump up the pod on their algorithm and put this project in front of even more eyeballs. If you like what we are doing, please become a Patreon supporter of the podcast and support us. Supporting us helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. You can do this by going to www.anchor.fm slash podcast slash support. You can also support me on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash podcast. You can support this podcast for as little as $1 a month. We also have a $5 tier if you are feeling extra generous. You guys are having a very good one. Dan Scotland here. Howdy, y'all. Hope you guys are doing well. Um, it's Dan Scotland. We're doing this is the this is the dry run for our, a pilot episode of um, our call-in show. Um, our phone number to call in is 617-819-5074. Um, again, I've been saying my free time is going to sort of wither away. Um, I have a little bit of it right now. We're going to do a brief call-in show. Um, if you want to call in, you can call in. Um, again, phone number is 617-819-5074. Um, for the time being, only U.S. numbers, because that's, re- that's the only plan I have with Skype right now. But um, while I have this phone number, I'm going to put it to use, I guess. So that's what I'm doing. Um, so let's let's do some stories right now let's go over some stories and if we get calls we'll we'll play it by ear i guess um all right so i'm on i'm on the twitters right now all right so this is a story from marijuana moment so go to the right story from marijuana moment marijuana legalization will advance in connecticut this year top lawmakers say Excuse me. Talk is sort of cheap. Um, this was the same governor that was saying that he wanted it legal last year. And um, Ned Lamont, um, in case you're not from New England, um, was running against a Republican and he never he narrowly won. I mean, he it had to you know, the vote had to they had to vote up until the next day in 2018. Like if the election was November 6th or something like that um you know it was still too close to call the night of the election and it was the night it was the morning of when they announced that lamont had had had, um remained victorious and um for a guy that narrowly won you know you would think he'd be going hard in the paint for cannabis but you know he's showing the same amount of dripping contempt that every other politician we've ever had has shown he's like oh i want this stuff legal but he's like in in articles and articles from connecticut newspapers i read because i read papers from all over the u.s and even the world he's always like oh this isn't a this isn't a priority this isn't a priority i want this legal but this isn't a priority which is it which is it dude 
Which is it? Are you going to legalize this or are you are you too scared? Are you too scared like every other boomer? Like, w- which is it, dude? <sighs> All right. Um. So we are going to read the story, I guess. Um. <laughs> so with the so marijuana legalization will advance in Connecticut this year, top lawmakers say. When Connecticut legislature convenes for its 2020 session next month, top lawmakers say that marijuana legalization will be a priority. While legalization to legalize cannabis for adult use in the state advanced in several committees last year, disagreements about certain provisions, such as how to allocate revenue, ultimately derailed those efforts. This time around, the General Assembly is positioned to build on those bills and craft a passable measure. That's according to Senate President Pro Temp Martin Looney, Democrat. Quote, we're revisiting legalizing recreational cannabis because we see that most of our neighboring states have done it or want to do it this year, Looney told CT Insider this month. We've had three very detailed bills on this last year, and I think we're going to do well to do what to do that when the time comes. We currently need additional revenue, and anecdotally, we hear people who travel to Massachusetts to purchase it. All right, the Senate president is making some sense, but is he going to is he going to really spend political capital and whip up his caucus to do this? Is he going to be like, hey, um, hey, um, other people, um, other senators and other um, people in the House of Reps or delegates? I'm again, I'm not from Connecticut. I don't know what they've got. But if you don't do this, if I'm the Senate president and um, I'm your boss as 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 a um, as the lead senator in this legislative body, if you don't if you don't do this, which is one of our priorities, I'm going to campaign for your primary opponent. The Senate president can do that. Um, Ned Lamont, who's the governor and the the head of state in Connecticut has the power to pull that off but he he's not going to because he doesn't want to piss off um pearl clutching suburbanites or whatever or the the mythical craft craft um beer mom and the mythical wine dad like he's he's so dead scared like every boomer of that person of that mythical person for whatever flipping reason which um sort of sort of bewilders me but whatever you know, but let's continue. We we are very well we are very well prepared to enact legal the legalization bill because we have the statutory framework already drafted, he said in a separate interview. It's absolutely essential, I think, we move in this front front. We need the revenue. We need the bread, like um like um Jennifer Connolly said in um in that movie, um Requiem for a dream, like when she like prostitutes herself, um, so that Jared Leto's character and her can get more heroin. So she's like in that scene. I think it's towards the end of the movie. They're like, "We need the bread." <laughs> That's what I just remember that scene. I don't know why. I I don't know why I just brought that up, but I did. <laughs> All right, um, let's continue the article. Leaders of key committees last week met to discuss what a legalization push would look like this year, and Senate Democratic Caucus is expected to outline the contours of a new proposal on Thursday, according to the Hartford Courier. There are some who felt the legislature was only positioned to put the question 
of legalization to voters in form of a proposed constitutional amendment on the ballot. I think that the I think the amendment is better, but the thing is, like again, Connecticut and a lot of other states, I think half the country they don't have ballot initiatives and if they do have ballot initiatives, it's the lawmakers that must propose it. And when you have um cannabis antagonistic or cannabis or people that see cannabis as a deadhead drug you know they're going to make it as restrictive as possible like if 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 the, you're, the lawmakers are tasked with putting it on the ballot like jersey they're not going to they're not going to put home grow they're not going to put craft cannabis they're not um they're not going to put any of the things we see in a typical citizen led ballot measure you know they're not going to put the same clauses like lounges or whatever you know it's going to be very bare bones it's going to be you can only buy it in stores you can't grow your own um you can't use in public um no lounges and if there are lounges it's only going to be you know in hartford or um stamford or the city or whatever but it's not going to be anywhere near you you know what i mean <laughs> so i mean it's a double-edged sword i mean if it's a constitutional amendment led by by activists and and and, and whatever by activists and citizens that's 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 evergreen that's the best scenario but a constitutional amendment that the lawmakers put they're not again they're not, likely not going to give you homebrew that's for sure but um i mean what could end up happening is um I don't know. I mean, the thing is with the if they put it on the ballot, you don't have to you don't have to you know, you don't have to hope and pray that these skittish lawmakers vote on this. It passes and then Lamont signs it because this, this is still up in the air. He might he might still not spend political capital and there might still be skittish Democrats are like, no, we're, we're not going to vote yes on this. Um, we don't want to piss off. We don't want to piss off the, I don't want angry letters from craft, craft, um, beer mom and, and craft wine dad. I don't want, I don't want angry letters for them. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to vote present or I'm just not, or I'm not going to vote yes on, on legalization. And you know, it's in that scenario, it's better that you just have you just have the constitutional amendment that this legislator legislature waters down anyways. It's it's probably better to just have that. But um it's just I don't know. I mean Jersey, the 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 lawmakers were too to were too cowardly to 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 vote on it and sign it. And, you know, they had to pull the bill because they didn't have enough votes. So they went the so they're like, oh, we're 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 too scared to to vote and sign it. So we'll leave it to the voters. Me. I mean, that's that's a good scenario, too. Like maybe if the lawmakers struggle again this year, maybe that route might be the best route to go. But again, when when the lawmakers are writing the initiative, they're not going they're not going to be as generous as citizens or, you know, the the activists on the ground that will that will write it and that will push for it. But um, yeah, let's let's do this. At least a constitutional amendment would be forward movement. Rep. Josh D. Elliott, Democrat, told CT News Junkie. All right. But let me let me read the paragraph again. There were some who felt the legislature was only positioned to put the question to voters in the form of a constitutional amendment on the ballot, a process that would mean legal sales wouldn't go online till 2024. At least a constitutional amendment would be forward movement. Rep. Josh Elliott, Democrat, told CT News Junkie. 
but Governor Ned Lamont, who's been having ongoing conversations, com- see conversations, talk is flipping cheap without action. All right. This is what these anti-canvas lawmakers or these canvas scared lawmakers do not get. They don't get it. But Governor Ned Lamont, Democrat, who's been having ongoing conversations with the governors of neighboring states about coordinating regional legalization model, isn't supportive of that process, with a spokesperson stating that the administration doesn't believe that Connecticut Constitution is the proper venue for these kinds of policies decisions. See, you guys are not, I'm telling you, you guys are not going to get legalization because... You guys are not you guys are not going to get legalization because he's saying, oh, um, this, you know, it's not putting in the ballot is not the best route. So if if he's, he does the same thing as he did last year, which is not spend political capital and not goading the caucus and being like, hey, um, I'm. I'm the head of state, uh, me, me, Governor Le- Ned Lamont, I'm the head of state. I run the state of Connecticut, you know, and um, you senators and you state reps better get in line. Or if you don't get in line this election season, if you have a primary opponent, I'm going to support that primary opponent. If you don't get my legislative agenda through, I'm going to twist arms and I'm going to make your life miserable. That's what that's what politicians like FD. That's like that's what politicians like FDR and LBJ and Lyndon Lyndon Johnson did. Lyndon Johnson twisted arms to get his agenda. You know, he 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 made he made life difficult for the recalcitrant um, politicians that weren't going to sign the Civil Rights Act or weren't going to vote in the Civil. Rights rights act or vote on on medicaid or any of the other things that lbj got accomplished is like i'm gonna twist arms and i'm gonna make your life miserable if you don't do it you know politicians the politicians politicians in my lifetime have been cowards they've been complete and total cowards my entire life they've capitulated to the conservatives every chance they got and gave them 70 percent of what they wanted you know when you negotiate for a new car like kyle kalinsky says or when you re- negotiate for a used car and the the used car or whatever is ten thousand bucks you go into the negotiation being like, I want to pay 6000 for it. That should be your first instinct. It shouldn't be like, oh, that's, I only, I want to pay 8500 or whatever. No, you don't start from, you don't start from the position of the car dealership. You start, you rep your position first. And then you have to, and, and like everything in life and like everything as an adult, you have to compromise. You don't get it. You don't get everything you want. But, you know, maybe you negotiate, maybe the car dealership is like oh we can only sell it to you for 7500 and you're like oh 7200 and they're they're like 7300 and then you're like deal that's what you do that's what you flipping do but you know my entire life it's just been the democrats have just been the gop light they've just they've given they've they've ceded ground and they've ceded the overton window to the conservatives and, and, you know, they're too spineless to pr- push for what the Democratic base wants. That's been my entire life as a 30-year-old. 
making changes in statute is the best venue for the for the path of legalization of marijuana for adult use the spokesperson said lamont is instead is instead pushing the legislature to pursue the policy change directly in the coming three-month session and he's stressing the uh, yeah I, same stuff is gonna happen I'll, I'll i would love to be surprised in three months i would love to be surprised this april i love how i love how april is going the whole april is going to be a 420 the whole april the whole april of 2020 is going to be 420 every single day um just wanted to point that out but anywho let's continue Lamont is instead pushing the legislature to push the, the policy change directly in the coming three-month session, and he's stressing the importance of regulating cannabis to disrupt the illicit market. I think the idea that we be isolated by ourselves and the idea that you hand this over to the black market is dangerous, the governor said in a recent TV appearance. You have no idea what they're doing, and you want a carefully regulated market. How fast this happens in Connecticut? Look, I've got to bring people along. I've got to talk to some families. I've got to let them, aka wine wine dads and craft beer moms that are going to be against this, and they're, they're going to tell them to not do it, and he's going to cave. I've got to let them know that we're going to do this in a very careful and thoughtful way which isn't at all (laughs) connecticut can learn from colorado's example but won't the governor argued they got rid of the black market they got rid of most of the most dangerous substances that the black market was trying to sell i think their vaping related illness are down he said they raised some real revenue from this some of which is going to opioid addiction and treatment and other things look we didn't have to be the first out of the box with this but you're right we've got 20 percent of the states in this country that are now legalizing or about to legalize it and colorado is a place where you have a long history and you can look at it he told fox 61 house speaker joe ari simowis democrat said that if a flat out should we legalize bill goes up in the house it would pass but the problem is when you're talking about resources and dollars coming from it that's where the disagreement is lawmakers still have to settle issues such as the number of allowed allow as many as humanly possible and allow them to just compete it's like oregon oregon allowed a free market and now people pay 50 dollars per flipping ounce oregon li- licensed everyone and er- anyone and everyone and they made it a mission of theirs to eradicate the black market and to bring in the legacy growers they made it as easy as they could again we're gonna try to do a deep dive i'm gonna try to i'm gonna try to tweet radical rust for oregon resources of oregon's history um like i said in um like i said i i want to say in like the beginning of the year or like last year or whatever for plans and agendas or maybe i said it in a tweet or something but one of the one of the things on the agenda for this podcast this year is um us doing um is us doing we we're really looking towards doing a deep dive into all the states all the states that have legalized even illinois we're gonna look we're gonna look at their history we're gonna look at when they first decrimmed when cities in that state decrimmed 
um, when um, they legalized medical, you know, how that rollout went, when they legalized adult use, how many stories do they have off the gate? What were the prices? You know, I want to do like a, like a, like a deep dive, deep dive, uh, sort of history of, of all the legal states. So, you know, so if you're in a state that's trying to legalize, if you're in Arizona right now, or you're in Missouri, or you're in Arkansas, I mean, I know Arkansas's one is still up in the air. I don't know if it's going to make the ballot, but South Dakota's definitely adult use of medical will make the ballot. Um, Arizona, they, they're putting it on the ballot. Um, Montana, it's going to be on the ballot. And I'm sure Montana will pass. Um, New Mexico, the governor is really going hard in the paint for this. I think I think they're going to get it through legislature like like Illinois did. Uh, I, w- I would put money on New Mexico joining the fold. I really would. But uh, let's, let's continue the article. The reality is we have marijuana here in the state of Connecticut. Our Simowitz said, it's here and we have no ability to limit the amount of THC. We have no ability to decide what products are available. And obviously we're not benefiting from it. Rep. Steve Staff from Democrat, co-chair of the Judiciary Committee, said it's not a matter of if, but it's a matter of when the state legalizes cannabis. I think that the Connecticut public is fairly clear on the issue. I saw like a poll a couple of years ago saying like 77 percent want it legal. So, I mean, just do it at this point, man. I think the Connecticut public is fairly clear on the issue. The pub, the polling data from around the state has been fairly uniform, and there is an overwhelming majority of the state residents that would like to see us legalize. Social equity is likely to be the primary focus of discussion around legalization legislation this year. To that end, Rep. Mike Diagostino, Democrat, has pledged to create a commission designed to ensure that communities most harmed under prohibition stand to benefit from the policy and change by being prioritized for licensing and reviewing revenue from sales, for example. Jason Ortiz, the Connecticut-based president of Minority Cannabis Business Association, told Marijuana Moment he's excited to hear that Rep. Diagostino would be making equity a priority for this session. That's that's amazing. That's that needs to happen. Drug war victims have to be they have to be freed. The records have to be expunged for free. No. And no, it's not it's not up to them to to get lawyers and to pay additional poll tax fees to to get their right to vote and to get their records expunged. It needs to be there needs to be social equity and the people that were thrown in jail, the drug war victims, the the black and Latino women and men that were thrown in jail for selling cannabis when you legalize it, you have to release them. You have to expunge their records for free automatically. And you have to give them first crack at this new industry because they were the ones that helped create it. You know, if you're, if you're not about that, if you're not about that on this podcast, unsubscribe justice for drug war victims is of paramount and capital importance period. He's excited to hear Rep. Diagostino will be making equity a priority for this session, but without it, 
no bill would pass. It shows that some of our Connecticut legislatures, legislators are listening and do understand just important doing right by communities of color really is, he said. Now it's time for us to have the, this conversation with the governor so that he understands the complexity of cannabis legalization and the economic potential of getting it right. Kira Smith Bolden and um we have a um we we were at the um we were at NECAN um 2019 last year and we were at a I was at a panel with um with with Kira Smith Bolden and um she's she's a nurse and an and a activist in Connecticut and she talked about she did like a a clinic and a uh a lecture on 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 terpenes and how they work and I'm going to put that out I'm going to put that it was a very good and informative episode I'm going to put that in the show notes so so you can have so you can see Kiba's um panel but it was very very informative and I I think y'all will get a lot out of it but um yeah um I do I I did I did see her at a panel she and her panel was great Kiber smith bolden president of advocacy group connecticut united for reform and equity told marijuana moment that she applauds state representative diagostino for recognizing the important importance of restorative justice in regards to cannabis legalization for adult use in connecticut quote having tax revenue from cannabis sales go directly to the communities most affected by the destructive and discriminatory drug policies masked by the term war on drugs is the first step to addressing those wrongs and affords communities the funds to begin to repair the damage that was done, Smith Bolden said. The Northeast, the Northeast is going to be a major player in reform space this year. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, again, I think talk is cheap with Cuomo as well, too. I think it's Boy Who Cried, cried Wolf. He's going to say he's going to do it. And, you know, um, skittish upstate Democrats, skittish Long Island Democrats, um, skittish Democrats in general are going to sink it again. And he's not going to spend political capital like the Senate leader was saying that if she that if if he spent political capital, like like she said, it would have passed. But like they were they were left the, the legislators themselves were left flapping in the wind. You know, the House leaders and the Senate leaders were left flapping in the wind, you know, trying to corral the caucus to do this when the governor who's the head of state would have way more leverage and way more pull to be able to to get the caucus to do it again new york got unified control last year you know they they had a senate controlled um they had a republican controlled senate prior to last year so there's no excuse for this to not happen you know illinois was able to do it you know, there's no excuse for New York or um, Connecticut to do it. We know Rhode Island. We know the governor. We know Governor Raimundo. She's for it, but the Senate Majority Leader is like, there's no, there's no way in heck of, of I'm gonna allow it to get voted on. So the, the, so it's, so it's, it's one of those instances where the governor is for it, but the, you know, she's not gonna put muscle to 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 put the hammer on the senate leader that's going to stonewall it so i mean don't really count on rhode island doing it even though they're even though there there's talks and there's articles i mean i try to not waste her time on things that aren't going to pass you know i'm i'm i'm, I'm very serious about that 
The Northeast is set to be a major player in the reform space this year. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, Democrat, renewed his call for reform in his State of the State address and included legalization language in a budget proposal to lawmakers last week. Rhode Island Governor Gina Raimondo included a proposal to legalize through a state-run model in her budget plan. Again, I don't think I don't think that has legs. New Hampshire lawmakers, again, New Hampshire, that's not going to have legs, like I told you. Um, Another thing, maybe I might make this into a separate episode, but another thing, one thing you got to note about New Hampshire politics is that in New Hampshire, they don't have the lawmakers. The lawmakers are paid something like I I don't remember the number off the top of my head, but it's like I think like 10,000 a year, you know, to, to do their jobs. So the very nature of the legislature in in the state of New Hampshire, you have to be independently wealthy, yet be connected to money or have like a trust fund or whatever, or you have to have a a day job that pays the bills because again, being lawmaker, being a full-time lawmaker, you're only going to get like 10, 5, 10,000 a year, whatever that number is. I think Rhode Island is pretty similar too, where you kind of have to be independent. Cause I looked, I looked up the Senate leader or whatever that was saying, Oh, I'm not, I'm, there's no way legalization is going to get a vote or whatever. I'm pouring cold water on this. And I looked up his income and again, it was, it was pretty low. I think it was like 20,000 and he was, he's, been there since like the 90s or whatever so rhode island i think is a similar state in the sense that you know you have to be independently wealthy to be a congressperson there you know so you have these rich and out of touch people not all not all of them in the new hampshire legislature are like that um remy cushing has been a cannabis warrior his entire career in the new hampshire legislature and he follows me and shout out to shout out to that brother he's been really putting in the work but um, again, you have a governor, you have a governor in New Hampshire, Governor Sununu, who's antagonistic towards anything cannabis related. Um, I mean, he did sign decrim, which was nice in 2017, but he, he said that he would veto adult use. So you have a, a Republican governor that's already going to pour cold water. The Democrats control the legislature, control the both chambers now, but. Again, the House, getting things passed through the House is not an issue. They passed decrim through the House several times before before Sununu actually passed it. You know, they've passed, the, the House has pushed through an adult use bill, you know, I believe last year and the year before, but it has always died through the governor and the Senate, you know, um, and I expect the same thing to happen because you have the same people there, you know, um, but the thing is in New Hampshire, their governors are elected every two years. You know, he he last won re, he he won re-election in 2018. But Governor Sununu is up for re-election, or he's up to get booted out in 2020 because their terms are only two years. And generally, from what I've researched in in New Hampshire, the governors t- tend to only stick around for six or so years. They don't they don't really go much beyond that. So I mean, he could he could in theory win re-election again. But he he also couldn't. He he can also get he can also get um, ousted by the right Democrat, and hopefully they run a Democrat that fits the character of New Hampshire. You know, if they run someone who's perceived to be a gun grabber like they did in 2018, um, again, New Hampshire takes the Second Amendment very seriously in that state. They're very liberty oriented, and you know, they're, you're going to be told to kick rocks by the electorate, and um, Sununu would probably get reelected. 
So again, um, I don't think the New Hampshire one has legs. I'm not going to waste your time on that. But um, let me continue. New Hampshire lawmakers will pursue legalization for non-commercial cannabis. So it's um, it's only it's going to be the Vermont model, um, legal to grow, gift, and possess. But again, I don't think that has legs because the governor is going to veto any legalization bill, and the more conservative Senate will pour cold water will pour cold water on it. So I'm not I'm not wasting your time on that. But um, we did have a brainstorming session earlier in the year to try to hopefully get people on board. But again, um, refer back to that if you're in New Hampshire and, and write to your lawmakers and, and add pressure. But um, again, 2018, um, 2020, this is an election year. Maybe these some of these Democrats that are skittish can be voted out. Who knows? New Jersey voters will get to decide on the issue in the November election. And Vermont... Governor Phil Scott seems more open to adding a regulated sales component to his state's non-commercial legal marijuana law. End of article. And again, this was written by Kyle Yeager. Shout out to Kyle Yeager. He does good, good work. All right. So let's do another story. Um, how long? Have, okay, this is 30, 30 minutes. Let's do, let's do another story. Um, again, we're, this, is, this is the pilot episode for our call-in show. Um, you can call in at 617-819-5074. The lines are open. The lines are open and you can call and I will pick up and, you know, we can have a discussion. But yeah, lines are open, my dudes. Skype lines are open. So let's do another story before we end this pilot call-in episode. Right. Okay, so let me see what other story. All right, this... This is of supreme importance to me, so I think this will be the last story we'll cover. And um, I'm gonna clip. I'm gonna clip these um these uh this these videos into podcast episodes. So if you didn't, if if you if you missed this live episode, which a lot of you will, because you're at work. But um, if you missed that episode, if you missed this live episode, um, don't worry. We'll do the. We'll have the um the the stories available for you um via podcasts so Lori trahan um you know i live in the third district of massachusetts um that's a 10 minute drive from new hampshire it's a more conservative district than um the districts near boston and as a result we we have a centrist um mainline democrat rep and she when running said that you know when she was asked directly about her opinions on cannabis um she she basically just she basically dodged she cowardly dodged the question and was like oh we need a our, our number one priority needs to be the opioid crisis so that was her basically saying that i think this is a deadhead drug and that i don't like cannabis and i i hold i hold the people in contempt that do it and i think I think it's for deadheads, but, um, but it looks like she's changing her tune right now. Um, according to the Boston Globe. So we're going to read this brief article. Trahan to visit shoe factory turned marijuana cultivation facility. 
by Colin A. Young, Statehouse News Service, updated January 22nd, 2020, two hours ago. Congresswoman Lori Trahan will tour a marijuana cultivation facility in Fitchburg on Wednesday to highlight the economic benefits of growing cannabis holds for Massachusetts and particularly the former shoe and textile manufacturing hubs. After the tour of the Revolutionary Clinic's Cultivation Center, Trahan is expected to discuss how cannabis industry has played into Fitchburg's economic revitalization, as well as future opportunities in central and western Massachusetts cities and towns that were once hubs of shoe and textile manufacturing and have since struggled to repurpose those buildings with job-producing employers. That's that's what makes and again I'm gonna digress a little bit. Um I don't if I don't know if have any of you guys watched the movie Jumanji? Um um the original Jumanji. I'm not talking about the one with the rock and Kevin Hart, but um the original Jumanji takes place in New Hampshire and um the what's the name? And like the protagonist's um parents or whatever i think worked at a shoe factory or something like that at a textile shoe factory i don't know i just found it i just found it funny that um that the shoe factory that shoe factories were brought up because it just reminded me of jumanji you know of what of like the what's the name the i think the parents or something like that working at the shoe factory or whatever before um alan gets absorbed by the game in, in the movie i saw that film in theaters in christmas of 95 um fun fact um but um but yeah new if new hampshire were to legalize they can they can turn that paris shoe factory into a um into a cannabis dispensary <laughs> i know the i know the paris shoe factory is is, is is a fictional it's a fictional thing made up for a movie i it's it doesn't exist i know but um hopefully shoe factories in massachusetts can be turned to dispensaries <laughs> but again just want to mention that fun fact after the tour of the Revolutionary Clinic Center, Trahan is expected to discuss how the cannabis industry has played into Fitchburg's economic revitalization, as well as future opportunities in central and western Massachusetts cities and towns that were once hubs of shoe and textile manufacturing and have since struggled to repurpose these buildings with job-producing employers. Revolutionary Clinic's Fitchburg Cultivation Facility is a space formerly used as a shoe factory that supplied Brooks Brothers, excuse me, excuse me, Cole Han and L.L. Bean. The company said the facilities... The company said its cultivation center has created more than 100 new jobs and generated more than $700,000 in tax revenue in the last three years. Garden Remedies, another licensed marijuana retailer, also operates its cultivation facility in Fitchburg. A total of 51 applications for cannabis cultivation and product manufacturing have been filed and approved across Trahan's third district, including 17 in Fitchburg and 11 in Lowell. So she's having no choice but to address this because these 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 cannabis stores are opening up in her district and aka my district and um she can't do this oh um we have to focus on the opioid crisis dodge cuz she won't she won't get reelected she won't get my she won't get my vote in november if she, if she if she wasn't going out and doing this right now i would leave her name blank this november i would because her anti cannabis stance has been bad she's just she's just like oh we need to focus on the opioid crisis weed is for deadheads 
but she's she's changing her tune now the re-election is is knocking fitchburg mayor steve de de natal and cannabis commissioner jennifer flanagan a she's a prohibitionist a former state senator from lemister will join trahan wednesday at 2 p.m on at one oak hill road in fitchburg revolutionary clinics co-founder ryan Anson and CEO Keith Cooper, as well as North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce Public Affairs Manager Chris McDermott, will also attend. All right. Um, again, this is the this is last call for phone calls. Um, last call for phone calls. Um, again, lines are open. Um, we're approaching forty-five minutes or so. Um, I gotta go about and do other things. Um, so again, um, last call. Um, I'm going to break these other stories up into, uh, I'm going to break these other stories up into, into, um, into podcast episodes and, and such, but, um, yeah, last call the phone number is 617-819-5074. Um, again, I hope you guys got a lot out of this sort of test run. Um, this is a pilot. Hopefully, when my schedule sort of stabilizes, we'll do more of these sort of impromptu live episodes. Um, hopefully, we'll do more of them. Hopefully, we'll do more call-in shows. Um, that's that's the show to that's the number to call into the show again. Last minute, going, going, and gone. Um, all right, so this is the end of the show right now. So as always, I can be found on the on various different platforms such as iTunes, Castbox, Pocket Cast, Podbean, Radio Public, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and the Google Play Store. Um, I can also be found on Podcast Attic, which a lot of people seem to like listening to the show on that platform. So that's also an option for you too. And um, again, I hope you guys got a lot out of this episode. Um, hopefully we'll do more call-in episodes and we'll do more sort of live episodes where we just do news and, you know, we take calls. And um, as always, everyone, stay medicated, my friends, and peace out. If you find yourself coming around often to my podcast and want to support our humble little project, there are quite a few ways you could do so. Supporting us helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. You can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash i am canvas sativa podcast slash support you can also support me now on patreon at www.patreon.com slash ic sativa podcast you can support the podcast for as little as one dollar a month we also have a five dollar and above tier if you are feeling extra generous additionally if you wish to get in contact with us you can leave a voice message on anchor and you can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash i am canvas sativa podcast and click the send voice message button and i may just play it on a future episode you can also call and leave a voice message at 617-466-9389 and i may just play it on a future episode feel free to join the ever expanding i am canvas sativa podcast planet on discord we yes we've got a discord channel and that Discord channel can be found at https colon slash slash discord dot gg greg greg slash six five t g 
H-T-T-P-S-2-N-R. Again, that is H-T-T-P-S colon slash slash discord dot G-G slash 6-5-T-G-2-N-R. Feel free to check out Sequoia Organics for a great source of CBD and hemp-based products. You can check them out by the link https colon slash bit dot ly slash 33fkrv9 and you can enter the following coupon codes for extra discounts such as dog treat 20 tincture 20 40 percent sign off iso 15 percent sign off cbd and that applies to the entire store. And if you're in Northeast New England and you're in Eastern Massachusetts, especially, or, or um, Southern New Hampshire or Southern Maine, then you can get some great and inexpensive CBD flower delivered directly to your door very quickly. And you can do this by going to https colon slash slash shop dot Boston Empire dot com slash question mark ref equals d scotland and as always everyone stay medicated my friends peace out and ciao